If you like ducks, dogs, training, deer hunting, anything outdoors, then this is the podcast for you guys. This is the Fly and Be Podcast. I'm Thaddeus Bash. I'm your host for this beautiful ride. I'm assisted by my co-host, Mr. Changmore Fang. You can tune in every week and join us as we talk about anything and everything under the moon that you guys want us to talk about. Some facts, some fiction, and a whole lot of opinions. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's hop into it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Fly V podcast, and uh, welcome back to another week. Um, first and foremost, it's just going to be me today, uh, and our guest, Vang, is not going to be with us, unfortunately. Uh, it's not his fault at all. Uh, he has some stuff going on today, and honestly, I just didn't feel like waiting for him. I got so much stuff going on that I'm trying to get done, and, and the days are getting shorter. Um, but it is September 1st, so happy hunting season to everyone. Uh, September 1st is always a great day in my books uh, because it's really across the country. Most states open up their early goose and their dove season uh, September 1st. Unfortunately, here in Louisiana, uh, dove season doesn't open up till this Saturday, the 4th, and we don't have an early goose season. So um, it's not as exciting as it is for other people, but I still get excited about September 1st because it means good days are coming um the cold breezes in the morning should be here shortly and uh the days are getting shorter with that being said it means my days get a lot busier because i got a lot to cram in uh before the sun goes down but um i appreciate y'all for checking out the podcast again this week um this week we're traveling uh back over to the east coast again we're staying up in the northeast and we're talking about delaware waterfowl hunting and it should be a pretty cool episode. Uh, something about the Northeast just really intrigues me, uh, probably because I've never been up there. Um, and I always see videos and stuff um, on social media and YouTube, and it just looks really freaking cool. Uh, last week with Connecticut, we had a great guest. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that video. Uh, this week we have Riley Hicks, and uh, you can follow him on Instagram, High Point Waterfowl. Um, he's got some great content over there. So um, if you're listening to this, Head over to Instagram right now and go ahead and follow him. Show him some support. Uh, I appreciate him for taking his time to come on here and uh, chat with us. Um, but before I hop in with Riley, just a quick weekly recap without Vang. Uh, this week has flown by since last time we talked. Um, I've literally been going nonstop. I said every week, but I don't think anyone realizes how much I don't sit still. Um, unfortunately I, I'm up and early in the morning, I'm working on stuff, uh, get ready for work, go to work, come home from work, start working on other stuff, take a shower, eat some food and go to bed. That is my day, um, every day. And now that hunting season's here, it's just going to get more hectic and I'm super pumped for it. So we actually just dropped a new video today, which you guys listening to the podcast it'll be yesterday but uh make sure to check that out as well i got a pair of the new avian x power flight dove decoys in uh and those things are freaking sweet um I i'm digging those a lot so last year we did a comparison of the lucky doves and the mojo voodoo doves and that one was a really big hit on the channel uh i think these avian power flight doves spoiler alert might top both of those decoys but enough of me rambling my trap uh riley how you doing man can you hear us good i can i can thank you man thank you for having me on yeah thanks for coming man how you doing today good good long work day yeah i, 
I'm sure you heard me. I, uh, I'm in the same boat as you are. Uh, but I think every day is a long day almost. Uh, what do you do for a living, man? I actually uh, build boats in uh, my town, Ocean City. Uh, it's called Duffy's. We build center consoles, side consoles, big sport fishers. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much really? my day to day. Yep. That's actually really cool. I, <laughs> we, we haven't had a boat builder come on here yet. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. What, what got you into that? Uh, I kind of started when I was 14, 15, just finding old John boats around on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace and whatnot, and mm-hmm. they'd be all beat up and whatnot, and I just really enjoyed taking the time with them and, and restoring them and bringing them back to life and then selling them off or keeping them for myself, and I just kind of took that and went with it and figured, you know, I'm good at this, might as well keep doing it. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, I should have had you about a year ago. I had a beat-up boat that could have used some love, and I didn't have the time or the patience for it, so... Uh, uh, if only you were closer and I, uh, <laughs> I knew you then I could have, could have had a job for you, but, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, I love working with my hands. I did, uh, went to vocational school for auto body collision repair. Um, so I loved doing metal work and it's a rewarding career field. I don't do that now, but, uh, that's what I wanted to do. Life <laughs> changes all the time, but that's right. awesome, man. So uh, where where at in Delaware are you? Um, actually, this is what people uh, kind of find funny. I live in Maryland, but I live okay. like five minutes from the Delaware border. And I actually grew up in Delaware when I was a kid, moved to Maryland, and I just knew the land. I knew it was laid, how it was laid out, and I just kind of said, you know, I know this land a lot better than Maryland, so I'm just going to keep hunting here. And okay, that's been it ever since. Gotcha. So you're like on the state line, pretty much. Yeah, right on the state line. Cool, cool. So, uh, from Delaware, moved to Maryland, but you still hunt Delaware. Do you hunt Maryland any? No, no. I was going to this year, and uh, I was actually going to go today for Resident Goose because they closed all the public land in Delaware uh, for goose hunters and made it specifically for just dove and deer hunters today. So, we were kind of forced to private land. So, I just said, "Ah, I'll just take an extra day to get my stuff together and whatnot. Yeah, and, I heard uh, that. And the hydraulics on my center console went out the other day, so I said, oh, shit, you know, I can't, can't be going <laughs> out there in the middle of the bay with, with no steering or no hydraulics. Dang. So, uh, so it's early goose for you guys right now, resident goose? Yeah, it's from uh, September 1st to the 25th. Okay. And uh, you guys normally have pretty good luck during that? or? Uh. <laughs> Delaware duck and goose hunting is uh, very challenging. We're already in the Atlantic Flyway, so our numbers got reduced uh, back in 2019. So we're already dealing with uh, reduced seasons and reduced limits. So pretty much the only time we can really have a good goose hunt is uh, now during early goose. And our uh, our bag limit's 15, so it's it's a pretty decent size for right now. But, uh, you know, depending on where you are and where you go to, you can have a really good day or you could have a really, really bad day. Yeah, so that, but that 15, that bag limit, that's just the early, like, residential season, right? Right, correct. Yeah, so, because I know I was talking to someone today, they went over, uh, and they were hunting on the East Coast. I don't remember where they were, but they had this huge pile, and, uh, but they said the limit was 15 there, too. Um, mm. and, and last week in Connecticut, uh, Matt was saying that their resident geese is also, like, 15. So, that must be a whole East Coast thing. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, 
so uh you're from delaware live in maryland but solely hunt delaware um how long have you been chasing waterfowl for man uh it's funny because i'm actually the only hunter in my family so okay. i always wanted to hunt because I, I have a best friend up in delaware and he's hunted his entire life and mm -hmm. i wanted to do it when i was a teenager but my mom being my mom she said no you gotta wait till you're 18 so i turned 18 and sure enough i took that hunting class and uh i've been doing it ever <laughs> since and i'm 22 years old now okay yeah it's a it's pretty weird because you know like um uh, i grew up hunting my dad hunted a lot um so he taught me how to hunt my grandparents hunted uh, but as i grew older um my dad stopped hunting as much so uh, my stepmom she doesn't eat like wild game she refuses to eat it um mm -hmm. which is you know to each their own i mean her loss uh but uh <laughs> you know so she didn't she doesn't eat it so my dad uh he didn't really hunt he's a real um ethical outdoorsman um he's not just i'm gonna go out there and kill shit you know if we harvest animals we cook them we eat them um, right. and, and so he just wasn't you know he he'd go with me if i wanted to go or whatever but other than that he didn't really hunt so uh you know my my childhood or my later youth i guess i spent most of my time hunting by myself um or with the occasional friend but i spent lots and lots of times out in the woods uh by myself and uh yeah so but some people man I, i'm jealous they like their whole family duck hunts and goose hunts and they've been doing it since uh you know they could barely walk and must be nice but uh i think it's fun uh later in life man it's a uh, i guess it doesn't really matter where you start we all like it so uh yeah i who, love it uh, who took you on your first duck hunt then Oh, it was actually my best friend. He was the one, you know, that got me into it. He was the one that mm -hmm. originally showed me back when I was a teenager. And uh, first day we went out opening day, uh, first duck I ever shot was a shoveler. And <laughs> after that, I, I mean, I, I didn't care. You know, I was like, I'll take yeah. it. And after that, I was hooked. And now I would say I hunt 45 to 50 days out of the season. And my best friend, he only hunts maybe five, six, eight times a year. So Damn. I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of took what he taught me and then just started doing it myself and just kept getting better and better and learning more and more. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome, man. I, uh, it's just fun. It's crazy. You know, like the first hunt you ever go on, we talk about every week, but you'll always remember that. Um, and the cool thing about it is my favorite part about it is, man, like, uh, Every week we talk to people from different states and everyone's from all over the country and you know, everyone's first hunt was completely different. But at the end of the day, like that's the one thing that brings all of us together. Like you and me, we've never met before, uh, never talked before, but you know, we can sit down and have a conversation for hours if we wanted to. Um, so that's what I love about waterfowl the most is just, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of background you come from or how you were raised or where you were raised. Uh, you know, we all, have the same kind of love for the sport so that's awesome man yeah but yeah. uh so have you hunted any other states other than delaware no no i'm actually going to uh arkansas missouri this year to go okay. uh, i got a buddy down there and he's going to take me hunting down there so i'm pretty oh, excited man. that it'll be a change of scenery for once oh dude that's going to be a huge change of scenery uh 
Yeah, I'm so I'm in northern Louisiana, so I'm right up on the Arkansas um, state line. So you're going to have fun, man. That's going to be awesome. Um, so you've just solely hunted in Delaware. Uh, what? So first of all, Delaware is a really small state, right? Yeah, I believe we are 35 miles wide, 96 miles long. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, like I, it's, it's <laughs> I was looking. Small. You know, I was looking at the map um, earlier today, uh, getting ready for the podcast because I was like Delaware. Like I know it's the Northeast, but once you get up there in the Northeast, at least for me, like all those small states, you guys all just kind of blend together in my mind. Um, and that's just because I grew up in the Midwest, and then I've lived in the South ever since then. So it's you know I don't really pay that much attention to it, but. I was like, man, that's a really small state, but so you can drive across your state. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, in like 30 I, minutes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I can get from where I live in Maryland to uh, Dover, which is the capital of Delaware within an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so you said 36 miles across. Just just uh yeah 36 miles wide and i believe 96 miles long if i'm correct yeah that's crazy we drive more than 36 miles just to go launch our boat in the morning mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, yeah so I, my next question was going to be you know what what's the kind of environment you have i guess it's all got to be pretty similar with such a small state what's most of your hunting um kind of look like uh, most of our hunting land is tidal waters, so it's, you know, okay. saltwater marsh, but we do have a lot of freshwater ponds, and when we do get a lot of rain, it does flood the, uh, the woods a little bit, so we, you know, it's not like Arkansas where you have true flooded timber, but it's our version of flooded timber. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's a, so, how much public land, I mean, with such a small state, I, I can only imagine there's not that much public land for hunting there. No. How, it's 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 pretty rough. Uh, I would say maybe we have uh, twelve to fifteen pieces of uh, public land all across the state, and I would say maybe out of those five, you can't waterfowl hunt it. It's you know they post the yeah. the rules every year and it says waterfowl you know hunting is pr prohibited, even though there's plenty of fields, plenty of ponds, plenty of water for us to hunt. They 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 favor the deer hunters more here than the waterfowl, yeah. hunters, which is for sure. Especially after today, I mean, they won't let us know the plan. So, so it, how is the waterfowl um, community? How how big is it? Uh, is there a lot of waterfowl hunters, or is it just you know a few of you guys out there scrapping it out? No, no, there's a, there's a decent amount of waterfowl hunters. We're also really densely uh, populated, so yeah. Especially on opening day, there's there's a lot of guys, and most of the public land we have here uh, runs off a lottery system to set blinds. So you know, you put your you pull a number, put it in a hat, and they pull your number out. And you know, if you didn't get lucky, you have to go home for the day because yeah. you have a certain amount of spots that they can uh, give to you. And usually, what it is is three person, three people uh, per blind site. Gotcha. So it, so you can't really have a group bigger than three. Unless you're going to private land, I think there's only two pieces of public land where you can actually walk out and set up wherever you want. Yeah, but that's that's about it. 
So, uh, with that being said, do you prefer the lottery style uh, public land or just the first come first serve? I I, I like the first come first serve because I'm an early riser and I like to get there before everybody else. So I know I have a set spot. And with the lottery, it's, you know, you can wake up early in the morning or 30 (laughs) minutes before they have the drawing. And, you know, the guy that woke up three hours before you was going home empty handed and you got the best spot in the whole wildlife area. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a dual edged sword with that. Um, We don't have any lottery spots down here. Indiana does. Um, but down here we don't, it's all just public land and both of them have their pros and cons. Uh, you know, the lottery system is nice when you do get a blind or you do get a good blind. Um, cause then, you know, you're, you know, you can go hunt your blind and you don't have to worry about all the idiots all up around you, like 50 yards away. The, yeah, yeah. I actually the downside is, like you said, you know, <laughs> if you show up and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, buddy, try tomorrow," <laughs> that would fucking suck. Yeah, and uh, Delaware is really, really bad about managing their blinds and where they put blinds. Uh, two years ago, <laughs> I actually have it on GoPro video. I gotta post a video to my Instagram. Uh, we were hunting in this place called Prime Hook, and in this place, there's only there's boating there's a boating section where you can boat out to and then there's a walk-in section where you have to walk in so yeah. we went to the walk-in area uh we got a spot and we were duck hunting and whatnot and we hear somebody shoot and they're like we're like damn you know that's really close so you know <laughs> we, we kept hunting and then yeah probably 10 minutes later we all get peppered by this guy's uh <laughs> yacht and we're like what the fuck so they, they have a really bad managing system and also with the wildlife areas it's uh there's a refuge manager so he's kind of the one that has to manage all the area and whatnot yeah. and there's this one blind and it's ask woman wildlife area where the blind is backwards from the field so the blinds <laughs> ba- blinds backed up to this really tall grass but it's backwards so where your seat is you're looking at this grass and you have to set up the decoys behind you <laughs> and so when you when you got to go shoot you got to turn around and all this other crap and it's it's just a mess <laughs> yeah that sounds a uh, sounds about right too <laughs> um so yeah i guess that would that would pretty well suck and, and getting turned around mm-hmm. in the morning just yeah. to go home would would piss me off i know it would but um the positive side is when uh you know you hunt public land like all our stuff is walking or public lakes or whatever mm-hmm. um you know you can get there at 4 a.m and have your decoy set up and you're just kicked back eating breakfast and then uh some guy rolls up at six o'clock and sets up 50 yards from you or whatever uh and really there's nothing you can do about it you can start a fight or whatever but you know People here are dicks. So that's the downside to, you know, just spend for yourself kind of public land. It has its pros and its cons. Um, so they're both a dual-edged, double-edged sword. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's public land. It's free land to hunt on. Um, so we can't really gripe that much. But how's a – do you guys hunt majority public land or do you have private land spots or is it kind of split? Or Yeah, we have a couple private land spots, but – uh, a big problem with Delaware is, I mean, farms that I've hunted to this day, 
are being turned into communities and all this other stuff because yeah. you know, all these all these farmers are getting to that age where they're they're getting sick or they're dying and their children and their grandchildren go, you know, well we can sell it to this developing company for you know millions of dollars. Why sell mm-hmm. it to another farmer when we can make a lot of money? So they sell the farms, and it's it's taken away a lot of the feed, a lot of ponds, a lot of just areas that the the birds would hang out and. You know, we're suffering. I see it every year, just less and less and less birds every single year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because eventually, you know, they're going to get to the point where they're just going to fly right over Delaware because they have no reason to be there. Exactly. So, yeah, I can definitely see how that sucks. So, do you uh, do you hunt a lot of, uh, like, coastal stuff? Do you hunt um, – do you guys get, like, sea ducks and stuff up there? Or? Yeah, yeah. Our I- – the one thing that's pretty good down here is the sea duck hunting, the brant hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, a, I think it's a five bird limit here for sea ducks. We don't get any uh, eiders. It's mainly scoters and whatnot. Yeah. But we do get the occasional eider. We get some squalls and whatnot. But personally, I like hunting tidal waters, and I really, really, really enjoy hunting brant. It's probably one of my favorite things to hunt down here. Yeah, dude. I, uh <laughs> that's on my bucket list of uh of things to do um and I, you know I, <clears throat> I i've never got the chance i've never even got the opportunity uh to take the chance to do it so that, that's in my future i don't know how far out my future it is um but we've talked to a couple people now through this series that get to hunt um sea ducks and brant and oh dude it's a <laughs> every episode we talk about it i just get more excited for it uh, yeah, it's it, the hunt is good down here for Brand because not a lot of people really know where they are, nor do a lot mm-hmm. of people really hunt them, so they're not pressured a lot. And I have this one spot. Uh, I'm not going to give it away just in case anyone's listening, but I got this one spot. <laughs> uh, every year, man, I have this spot to myself, and I put six Brand decoys out, and I've had hundreds in my spread. I, there's a video on my Instagram of it of last year, and there i've gotten a lot of banded birds from it a lot of banded brand out there and really? it's just easy it's fun you don't really got to work too hard i don't I don't use a call at all for them they just come right in damn i'm gonna have yeah. to uh catch a flight up to delaware yeah man <laughs> you know if you ever find yourself in delaware during the brand season by all means hit me up and we'll go dude yeah that'd be awesome um so do you do you guys uh, do you guys chase sea ducks more or are you more focused on geese or puddle ducks or what, what's your main focal point during waterfowl season me personally it'd probably be brant and puddle ducks uh yeah i know a lot of guides that do strictly uh sea duck hunting i've never been personally uh i want to go but i just never had the time for it yeah but our puddle ducks are <laughs> thin and few we don't really get a lot of mallards. We get a lot of we have a lot of black ducks here, and we get a lot of teal, but that's it. You know, the occasional pintail, the occasional widgeon, but gotcha. I mean, the past so, five years that I've hunted, I've killed two mallards. Yeah, no, uh, you don't got to tell me, man. We, where I'm at in Louisiana, we don't really get any mallards either. Um, it is what it is. I don't complain, uh, especially if you're shooting black ducks and teal. I mean, I'm sure we talked about it last week because in Connecticut, they get a lot of black ducks. I'm sure like a black duck is nothing to you. Uh, but to a guy like me who's never shot a black duck, uh, 
I envy you guys who just get to shoot them every day. Um, <laughs> oh, they're beautiful. So, so you said mainly you get black ducks and teal. And, um, do you get you guys? Are, do you get more green or more blue wings, or is it kind of a mix over there? Or? More green wings, the occasional blue wing. I've yeah. never personally shot one. I know guys who have, but mainly green wings. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's a oh, one no, of the better eating ducks. Oh yeah, I love them. What uh? Do you guys have an early teal season up there? Yeah, yeah. It opens on the twelfth, and it stays open uh, through the thirtieth. Okay, yeah. So you plan on doing some teal hunting here? Uh, the thing is, we don't really get that many teal down here in September. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's they're they're out there, but you really what? find them and be in the right spot. And you got your early goose going on, so. Yeah, I'd rather goose hunt because we only get a thirty-day goose season for migratory. And our limit's one per day. And I know a lot of guys, when they, <laughs> really? switch, when they switch the limit, they sold their goose decoys because they said, you know, it's not even worth going. You know, For you get, one? You get five guys, you know, hell, even ten guys out there, you shoot one bird each. You know, that's kind of, you know, I'll go maybe <laughs> once or twice during the 30-day season, but I primarily focus on Brant and Puddle Ducks. Yeah, no. So down here, like our Canada limit um, is one as well and they do they'll do an early goose season uh here like two weeks before duck season but i'm pretty sure you can only kill one or two canadas like it's really i mean you know it's just not to be greedy but it, i mean to shoot if there's three of us to shoot three geese is just not worth the time and money to to go out there yeah um and we we really don't get canadas here anyway at least no migratory ones if we do it's um they're people's farm ducks uh, or farm geese so uh we uh we don't get them i i miss goose hunting i love goose hunting i'd almost rather hunt geese than ducks but uh we don't. We just don't get the chance to down here. So my plan, hopefully, um, is to go up north this year and get on some geese. Uh, but you know how life happens. So <laughs> yeah, yep. So um, what what duck do you kill the most then out of everything? What's probably your most bagged bird? <laughs> it's gonna be a little embarrassing, but because I primarily hunt tidal waters, bubbleheads and hooded mergansers. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean. I don't judge, man. I shoot everything. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't discriminate against ducks at all. But uh, so that's mainly what you kill—just buffleheads. Yeah, I mean, we have an abundance of them. It's it's crazy. They're everywhere down here. <laughs> so, what other um, do you guys? What other divers do you guys get? Uh, during the late season, we get redheads and canvas back here and there, but yeah. I haven't really seen too many over the years. They are out there, but primarily it's just buffleheads. Yeah, so you guys are really kind of limited in what you guys kind of see when you're out there, huh? Oh, yeah, we're, we are very, very limited here. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you don't have to worry about ID and birds. I mean, it's pretty, uh, <laughs> it should be pretty <laughs> cut and dry for you. Yeah, it's uh, pretty easy. You know, the occasional pintail really really makes our day down here you could it's like a boy on christmas it's it's awesome but oh yeah definitely. even then so, it's you and thin <laughs> well i'm sure when a pintail starts flying into your decoys i mean you have no doubt in your mind what that sucker is right oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. 
<laughs> so uh, when you hunt, do you hunt solo or do you got a group of guys you go with? Or I, I prefer to hunt solo. Uh, the way I think about it, because I, I have hunted with the guys before and I've hunted with a lot of guys before. And the more people, the more problems is the way I like to look at it. When, yeah. when, I, when I go out by myself, I know how I got to set the decoys. I know where I'm hiding. I know what I got to do. I don't got to worry about other people and what they're doing. But I do enjoy it. It does get a little lonely there after, you know, like a 10-day streak of just hunting by yourself. You do kind of want to get a little refresher and hunt with other people. But primarily, I do do it by myself. No, you don't got to justify it to me, man. Uh, I've said it before on here that uh, my favorite hunts are solo hunts um, just because – like you said, one, the, the simplicity of it, um, you know, and it's just you and nature. You're kind of back to where it all began. And two, you know, I like to be in charge of shit. Um, that way, if the hunt fails, I can blame myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, like you said, you know, the more people you got, they're like, oh, well, let's do this, let's do that. I'd rather just worry about making sure I'm hit and my dog's hit and, I can do everything the way I want to. And if I hammer them, I hammer them. If I don't, then it's my fault. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. I enjoy solo hunts, but at the same time, you know, I do enjoy uh, the camaraderie and um, shooting the bull with the buddies, especially on a slow day. There's nothing worse than going out by yourself and not seeing any birds at all. Yeah, just uh, sitting there in the silence, nothing going yeah, on. Because those are some really lonely days. That's when you start texting your buddies and you're like, hey, man, what are you doing tomorrow morning? <laughs> yep. Uh, you got a dog? I do. I do. What you got, man? I got a yellow lab. She is going to be three years old on October 18th. Okay. Yep. So uh, your solo hunts, is it just you and her? or? Yeah, yeah, just me and her most of the time. Yeah. Well, so you're not alone then. Yeah, yeah, no, I always got her, but <laughs> she'll fall asleep in her little blind and I'll just be out there. Like, I've walked you know, 500,000 yards out to the marsh trying to jump shoot ducks and I'll come back. She's just sleeping right in the same spot. <laughs> I mean, that's better than, uh, you know, my, my pup, Boone, he's a, he is a hyperactive lab. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we're going hunting, I mean, he's just amped up. He's really high strung. So uh, there's plenty of days when I wish uh, he would just lay down and go to sleep. Uh, but hopefully, uh, you know, he's still young. He just hit two. So hopefully as the time goes on, he'll start to uh, – get to where he doesn't care as much but they will I, I promise you i had a lot of troubles my first season with her but every year they they understand okay this is what we have to do i understand the process now and just you know with time they get better oh yeah so what what are your state limits like there man what uh, as far as ducks are concerned uh for mallards we're only allowed to take two per day and only one of them can be a a, a hen we get four wood ducks per day unlimited teal or not unlimited teal six teal uh six buffalo heads pretty much six for any diver ducks yeah much uh two black ducks uh three widgeons i believe and four gadwalls gotcha so that's a definitely different than than a lot of places are but uh he said unlimited teal, and I was like, oh, shit, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, no, that would be nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be many teal left, though, uh, if exactly. that were the case. Uh, 
<laughs> it's like it reminds me of this place i was on a facebook and i saw something i don't remember where this guy was i want to say he was in like australia or some shit uh but they just don't have like limits dude they just hammer birds all the time uh and they have so many of them but like he hunts with an over under and he's just like oh yeah i just use an over under because uh you know it, it gives the ducks a better chance uh because they don't have to have plugs or anything, but he's like, the guys who use semis are just cheating because they can just kill all kinds of them. He's like, I only get two shots, so I, I give them all a fair chance or something. It's funny. Uh, I don't know why it made me think of that, but it did. <laughs> um, so what, uh, since you haven't hunted anywhere other than Delaware, um, what what's your dream state to hunt in? What's like your top of the list state that you'd like to go to? Mm, probably north or south dakota <laughs> yeah yeah i could see that you always uh you know you always see on social media um how banging the dakotas are during duck season and you see the videos dude and it's almost like mind-blowing um because you know i've never really been um in a real predominant flyway like that where you see thousands and thousands and thousands of birds every day right but you can watch some videos dude and they'll have a thousand mallards in one group decoying like it's insane it literally blows my mind to watch it pisses me off too because like i'm out here getting hyped up because there's six gadwall that are coming into my decoys uh and these guys are just dicking around with all these mallards it really is. It's a sight to see. So if you ever want to go to Dakota, man, holler at me, and I'll definitely go with you. Cause... Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I would love to go <laughs> one day. Um, but you know, with uh, I've been seeing with with the Dakotas, they had a they've had a really rough year um, with water. They've been going through a drought. Um, so there was a lot of talk on whether or not they were going to have a productive season this year. Um, you know, and a lot of us guys down south were kind of hoping, like, yeah, maybe, hopefully they don't, so the birds will just fly over the Dakotas, and they'll actually, you know, come down here this year. Uh, but I guess we'll see. I know their early goose opened up. I've been seeing a lot of pictures on Instagram of people just laying into these geese. Yeah, um, makes us jealous down here. Dude, I think it's everywhere. Everyone's jealous, but it's been eating at me too, man, because like I was saying earlier, you know, our dove season – most places their hunting seasons open up september 1st mm -hmm. uh, ours for some reason louisiana waits till the weekend so ours isn't till september 4th for dove season uh so i pulled up instagram um on my lunch break today i was just like fuck man like everyone's out here just hammering birds and stacking up doves and geese and teal and i'm just sitting here at work all, all sad so um Granted, it's also, it was like 98 degrees here. Oh, uh, with that being said, man, so like up there in Delaware, September, your seasons kind of start to fire off. What's the weather like up there right now? Well, right now we're getting a little bit of uh, the residual hurricane from down south. Yeah. So actually right now it's pouring over here. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow morning the winds are supposed to be really high, which is, I'm excited for. Mm -hmm. Supposed to be a little bit of rain, so that should help us out a little bit. But uh, it's been it's been hot this year. Not a lot of rain. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of a trend across the country uh, until this hurricane came through and just shit on everything. But yeah. um, so 
what what are your what are your seasons kind of what how long do your seasons run and what are they or uh, kind of a rough timeline from september 1st there's usually something always open we do take uh, a three-week break after september until opening day of ducks but after that it's just two week splits until if you include snow geese until april 12th or 13th we pretty much Damn. have something open do you guys get a lot of snow geese up there oh yeah we that's that's one thing we don't have a problem with we get a ton of snow geese really like hundreds of thousands every year on the dot i almost right around <laughs> middle of october they start coming down and they're here in numbers wow i you know i don't know i don't know why i never thought delaware would i guess probably because i didn't even really know where delaware was but <laughs> i did not expect delaware to be loaded with snows so you do do you do a lot of snow hunting up there or actually i'll tell you what not a lot of people snow goose down down here it's I don't know why I do. I went a couple times last year. Didn't really have much luck, but not a lot of guys do. I, I don't know why. Really? Yeah. And dude, <laughs> if I had them in that number like that, that I probably would just solely snow goose hunt. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. There, there's a lot down here and I've, I've maybe seen five guys in a field over the past couple years actually targeting snow geese but other than that it's you set a couple snow geese decoys out they come in good but primarily back in the day at least they were going for canada's but now i mean people don't really goose on at all yeah because they just chop your season or your limits down on them yeah yeah pretty bad so what's the limit on snows through the season uh through up until february 8th or something like that it's 25 and then after that it's as many as you can take is what this you got is conservation yeah 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 dude i don't know i'm sorry but i i'd probably just be a snow goose hunter if i was up there then uh <laughs> that's wild um so you work on boats but yeah yeah how many how many boats do you have then personally or at the company personally one just well i got my john boat and then i got my center console but okay. I just restored a 1980s uh, low John last year and getting the motor and everything right. So hopefully by opening day of ducks, it should be ready to go. Says your duck boat this year? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be nice to finally have one because I've just been restoring them and then selling them off. Just flipping but, boats? Yep, pretty much. Damn. You know, I figured with, with you being a, like a boat builder, you'd have like 10 boats or something outrageous. Yeah, a lot of people would think that, but they, they're... <laughs> insanely expensive nowadays hey you don't have to tell me man i uh i sold my boat in the spring uh and then i've kind of just been looking here and there at them and it's just yeah everything is so inflated anymore uh, oh oh yeah yeah that you really can't afford to buy shit uh, but the boat market the used boat market has gone through the roof i need to start flipping boats because you could probably make a fortune uh because it's just insane, you know, and everyone always thinks that their stuff is worth gold. And then there's a little inflation and then like slowly everything just keeps going up because people are like trying to push how much they can get for their stuff. Exactly. Uh, and for some reason, people just keep paying these ridiculous price, uh, prices. Like, I don't know. That's why I tell them, like, if you stop spending so much fucking money on these 
junk boats, then the prices will like return to normal. People are going to realize they got to lower their prices, but whatever. Uh, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm prone to that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, but, uh, they're a money pit, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know, my plan was to, to get or sell mine uh, and upgrade. Um, then uh, we ended up buying a house. Uh, I'm not getting a boat anytime soon. I yeah. can promise you that. Yeah, but <laughs> Life happens and you get a little sidetracked. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's literally the story of my life. But <laughs> So what, what kind of shotgun do you shoot, man? I shoot a 12-gauge Mossberg 500. Just keeping it simple. OG. Yep, I, I'm a very simple guy, except when it comes to my decoys. I like to spend a little extra than I should, but I, I don't really care. So what? what <laughs> with that being said, what kind of decoys do you run? Uh, Avian next primarily. Uh, I did okay. for goose hunting just because I don't go that often. I did uh, that one company bulk decoy club. That's where I get my goose decoys mm -hmm. from. But I send a lot of my decoys up to this guy. His name's uh, Creekview Decoys up in Pennsylvania. And yeah. any old decoys I have, he flocks them. Like, I had some goose decoys that were old. I was like, hey, man, can you turn these into Brant? And he was like, yeah, man. And turned them into Brant, and now I got them. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a – you know, I'm kind of in the same boat. I like – I don't know. I'm weird. I'll spend money on decoys. Um on certain decoys i don't know i'm kind of i don't know the way my brain works sometimes it confuses me but <laughs> um i do value a good decoy i picked up some lifetime decoys uh last right at the start of last year um some of their flocked head mallards and some of their widgeon and by far um the lightest decoy i've ever seen and super tough uh and they look stellar they're great looking decoys but man they come at a freaking price uh so i told myself I like well, i'm gonna order some more next year and then i went online to order some and i was like yeah we're gonna have to hold off on that one man but they're not cheap at all but if a man had the money i don't think you would find anything better than those lifetimes uh i have tons of avians in my spread though uh i have like two or three dozen avian teal and some wood ducks and i love them uh, mm. they held up great and uh their their price is a lot more user friendly than those lifetime decoys are uh but avians still are not cheap decoys either no, no they're not trust me my old lady every time i get new decoys oh how much did you pay for those i'm like oh god here we go <laughs> just sneak them in man you just yeah. gotta <laughs> like, you just gotta find a way to throw them with the rest of them You'd be like, oh, did you get new decoys? Be like, no, no, those are the same ones from last year. <laughs> no, I just washed them off. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That, that's all you do is you just got to sneak them in and just roll it off. You'll be all right. But uh, <laughs> back to the sh uh, the shotgun. So we ask everyone these questions. I just like kind of seeing if you're feeling out what everyone's flavor is. But what, what kind of shells do you shoot? Uh, well, it's only chambered for three inch and two and three fourths, so... I usually almost all the time shoot three inch shells, uh, depending on what I'm shooting, you know, shot size mm -hmm. difference and whatnot. But primarily my favorite shot, honestly, for everything, two shot, even for geese, yeah. it can, it can, it can put them down. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially if your shot placement is good, uh, you'll fold them up. What, a uh, 
you don't have a, a favorite brand or anything, or you just kind of a whatever I grab, I shoot kind of guy? Uh, with my shotgun, Winchester works the best. Last year on opening day, I shot Federal, and every single shot, it was just a hair too long, and it, it wouldn't eject each time. So I was pretty much a, a one-shot chum. And Really? Yeah, it, it was horrible. It was horrible. It's funny you say that, dude, because, uh, you know, I have a – my training gun uh, I use for dog training is a is a Mossberg 500, uh, and I think the first shotgun I ever had was a Mossberg 500. I, that's what I grew up on. A lot of people are Remington guys. I grew up on a Mossberg. Never had any issues out of it. The first shotgun I ever bought myself was a Mossberg 500 because that's all I'd ever known. Um, they're great guns. They're reliable. But my training gun, I shoot Fiocchi poppers, and they uh like in my mag tube it's like they're just a hair too small mm -hmm. um so they'll just like inject themselves or like pop out it's so weird uh and it's that's the only shell that i have issues with uh so it, it is pretty trippy how different guns or different shells like just legit don't fucking work in some guns uh, yeah but i do love my mossberg that's my backup gun that thing is a freaking workhorse uh and that's one of the nice things about it too is you know if if you need something that's going to shoot every time uh and chamber a new shell every time that's your way to go but mm -hmm. uh i switched over to a to a semi gun and now i'm kind of spoiled with it so that's what i'm still rocking but uh i, I like the pump guns just for the fact i feel like i save more shells when i use a pump gun mm-hmm yeah, it kind of gives you that, you know, <laughs> second to readjust and whatnot. <laughs> that and you, you start thinking about what you're shooting. You know, with, if you can just rip off three shots, I mean, you know, by that third shot, if you shoot three shots at a duck, that third shot, that duck's probably well out of range. Uh, yeah. So when, you know, when you're racking your pump gun, you rack it back and you're like, yeah, it's too far. Like you said, you get that just that second or so just time to really kind of reset yourself like yeah maybe i shouldn't squeeze off another dollar right right uh <laughs> but uh so i got one question for you well actually i almost forgot i got two more questions for you man um this question is from vang he asks everyone this what is your go-to duck recipe or goose or brant what's your uh, go-to recipe with with the geese, Canada geese, uh, just just like a steak, marinate it, put some uh, Weber's or whatever, uh, I forget what it's mm -hmm. called, just some grills, uh, some steak seasoning on there. That's how I like to treat those with Brant. They're, they eat a lot of seaweed and eelgrass, so the way I like to explain it, if you eat it just straight up breast, whatnot, it kind of tastes like the smell of low tide, which is really disgusting. <laughs> so you kind of you kind of want to mix it with stuff, make some sausages out of it, and then and then it's pretty mm -hmm. good. And then with mallards or any puddle duck skin on, you know, just simple seasoning, pepper, salt, keep it simple. That's right. It sounds like that's how you roll, man. Yeah, I'm a very simple guy. <laughs> I like to keep it simple. Simple is safe, I guess, in in my eyes. But I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of times I've I've been shot. I've been fall. I fall into the ice by myself and almost drowned. Waders filled up with water. Almost got hypothermia. Uh, I got stuck. I got stuck in the mud. the mud down here. is is horrible. It's absolutely horrible. You take one step and you're up into your to your hips and mud and 
there's one really? time I stuck up to almost to my chest and I was like 15 feet out from where we were set up trying to see where the water line was. It was low tide. And uh, I got stuck and I could not get out. I actually ripped the boot off my waders <laughs> trying to rip my feet out of this mud. And we were about like one second away from calling the Coast Guard or DNR to help us get us out. And my friends, they tied a rope around my waist and they said, all right, we're going to pull you. And they pulled me out and that was that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah wow well sounds like you're unlucky lucky and unlucky at the same time yes <laughs> <laughs> i heard that i always say i'm unlucky because uh, like some weird stuff happens to me but at the end of the day i think i i have more good luck running through my life than i do bad luck so it's just uh, the bad things always tend to stick out more than the good things do that's right, just human right. nature yeah um so my final question for you uh what is your go-to duck blind snack oh you know honestly i don't eat that much and i think it's because <laughs> of the adrenaline i just don't get the hunger but when i do i used to take a thermos and uh like if my mom made beef stew or soup i go down there fill up a thermos uh get it really really scolding hot right before i leave put it in the thermos and then right before shooting that i usually snack on that but while I'm hunting, I don't, okay. I don't like to take my eyes off the sky. I like to stay focused just because there's been times, you know, you look at your phone for a second and, oh, black duck or something just flies right by and you miss your chance. <laughs> well, that's how it always works, man. It doesn't matter if you're like a hawk the whole time. The second you look away, that's when, when something happens. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, it never fails. Uh, you, you go look at your phone or you start petting a dog or you got to take a leak or pull out a snack it doesn't matter that's when all the action happens yep uh <laughs> but i heard that man as long as you don't say honey buns man you're cool with me uh, <laughs> no man i can't eat that stuff there we go um riley man i appreciate you giving me uh you know about 45 minutes of your time tonight uh and and talking about delaware uh you know like i said at the beginning the northeast is is one of those places where I'm going to visit. I don't know where in the Northeast I'm going to visit. Um, by the way, everyone's talked so far. It's uh, everywhere's kind of got their own special little quirk. Yeah, it's so, uh, so to say. It's different. I wouldn't say it's better, but it's it's definitely different. Oh yeah, it's very very different than what I'm used to for sure. Uh, but I'm excited for you to come down to the South uh, and, and go to Arkansas and. And get on some ducks. I think you're gonna have a great time, dude. And you definitely let me know how that is, because uh, it's gonna be a, such a huge change of scenery for you. Uh, you know, and like I said, I grew up in the Midwest, so I remember my first time hunting down here very vividly. Uh, and you know, my first time being out in the woods, and uh, and <sighs> I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but uh, <laughs> it you'll definitely remember it. It's a, it's a great place, and a lot of people who were born and raised down here. Um, really take it for granted, uh, but you're going to enjoy it. So, uh, I wish you the best of luck with that, man. And again, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, you know, this series is great and it's awesome to meet great dudes like you, um, every week and kind of just talk about ducks and get excited. So uh, you're going to, you going out goose hunting tomorrow then? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm actually right after this, I'm going to pack my truck up and then, uh, I'm going to make sure cause I'm going to a lottery. Uh, that's actually a first-come, first-served basis for Resident Goose. So you have your choice uh, to pick a blind, but 
you got to be there early enough. So I'm going right at 12 o'clock. As soon as it's 12 o'clock, I'm signing my name in, going back to the house for a couple hours, get a few hours of sleep, wait back up at 4 a.m., and then hopefully everything goes good tomorrow. Hell yeah, man. Well, best of luck to you. I'm not going to... I'm not going to keep you any longer. Uh, hopefully it all works out for you. And let me know how you guys do. Hopefully you hammer them though. Hopefully, you know, you never know with Delaware, you know, it's, it's hit or miss <laughs> down here. It's hit or miss. Hey, that's everywhere, but the Dakotas, man. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you again, man. Hope you have a good night uh, and hope you have a safe hunting season. Um, to everyone listening to the podcast, I just want to say thanks again to all you guys for stopping by. If you're new here um, and you're on one of our streaming services, just hit that follow button, guys, and stick around for the rest of the episodes we got coming. Uh, if you're watching along on the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and uh, drop down below. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you guys got any questions for any of our future guests, just drop down below and uh, leave a comment, and we'll make sure to ask that question to them. Um, I also just want to say thanks. Check out some of the other videos. Um, and like I said, dove season's knocking on the door. We're like three days out. Uh, I'm getting super excited, and we should have a pretty jam-up dove video for you this weekend um, and several more hunts coming up after that. We got teal coming around, and then we're going to be in the deer stand and then back in the duck blind for big ducks. So uh, we got a fun hunting season coming up, and I'm super excited. Um, so stick around. Thanks, everyone, for the support. Riley, man, thank you again, brother. Best of luck to you this year. Uh, and hopefully one day our paths will cross and we'll get to shoot at something together. Um, we'll see you all next time. Have a good night. Thank you, man. Have a good season.